0: Yowza schnauza. Say hello to somebody. I'm just, don't worry. I'm just getting dressed. I'm still in hair and makeup. We're good. We're good. Hey, let, let three people know God's faithful. God is faithful. Come on. I heard one. Let's go. Okay. I just heard a few. How about happy birthday? Happy birthday. No? Trick or treat. Smell my feet. Give me something good to eat. All right, welcome to church this morning. If you didn't know, you got to put up with me. It's been six years that we've been here at the Vine TV. Lightning has not struck yet. The Lord has not stopped us. So we are thankful for that. But I'm excited to be here today. Uh, I can't say thank you enough to all of our sowers uh, here at the Vine. As Matt shared, as as Alex shared earlier, uh, each and every week we get to be a part of a gym uh, turning into a sanctuary. And I just want to say, uh, as a church, where we come from and what we do and what we believe, uh, we're going to walk through that a little bit next week, uh, starting with our new series called We Are the Church. But as we walk through that and get everything rocking and rolling, uh, I'm thankful most churches build a building. All right, so I'm just going to start out with it. They build a building, and, the, and, and it, it can have multiple, multiple buildings on site. And what happens is the church becomes a fortress. But what I love about the vine and the heart of the vine is instead of building a fortress, we build a sanctuary where all can come in. And that's different. And the world we live in, that's not normal. And the world we live in, there's exclusions. In a world we live in, there's a country club. In a world we live in, you got to you got to make certain marks. You got to do certain things to be here. And here at the Vine, we believe because it's true, come just as you are. Cuz if you just want to see it Prime example, right here. Even though I announce you all under a vest, you're ready to go. Like, you come just as you are. And so, that's what I'm thankful for here at The Vine as we get to dive into the last message in our Stranger Story series. And it's exciting today uh, as we do it because we're going to talk about the story of The Vine TV. The story of The Vine TV. Uh, it is one TV at the back, and that is The Vine TV. Yeah, I'm just I love that we got that website. I'm just going to be honest with you because everywhere I go, people are like, you're on TV? And I'm like, yeah, on demand, all the time. We're on TV. You can see it anytime you want to, right after Mickey Mouse Club. It's good to go. We're ready to go wherever you are. So the Vine TV, that's what we're going to talk about. So today, we uh, we get to celebrate being six years old. Uh, We also, today's awesome because we also have a birthday. One of our Vine children, uh, Vine kids has a birthday today of all days, which is awesome. So because of that, let somebody know happy birthday today, wherever you are. This is an interactive day. You gotta say happy birthday. So when you have a birthday, what's really crazy awesome before the kids go crazy over the cake is the hardest thing to do is settle them down right before, because you do something, you light the candles, and you you, you spit all over it and make everybody eat it. Pastor T don't tear it. Cake. Okay. Just saying. But wherever you are, you blow out a candle. And what do you teach a child before they blow out a candle? Make a wish. Make a wish. Make a wish. Now, let me ask you, today when you go blow out the candle, how many of you believe that wish is going to come true? How many of you hope that wish is going to come true? See, wherever we are, we hope, right? Where our hope is grounded is where we will follow in our walk. And that's what I want to talk to today as we talk about the story of the Vine TV and we talk about where we are and where we're going and and what we are built upon. Because so many times when we only care about that wish, normally what was it like? When I would get there, uh, my wish would be, thank you, Jesus, for cupcakes. Uh, That would be my wish because I would just say... Jesus, thank you for letting me spit over my own piece of cake. But all the other kids can spit on theirs, so it's good for their immunity. But for all of us, really, where our hope is rooted matters in what we do. And as I I bring us together, I want to share a story that's familiar. If you grew up in church, it's going to be something that'll be a reminder and an encouragement, I believe, for all of us. Uh, And we're going to talk about the story of Lazarus. And we're going to talk about where our hope is, because so many times our hope can be in things that don't matter. Our hope, I mean, we are living in a world that is about things that don't matter. Right now, we look, you turn on the news, it doesn't matter, right? It's where the next war is. It's where somebody's fighting over land. It's wherever somebody's fighting over who says God, who God is, uh, who isn't God. And we say, well, that's not really happening. I would, I would move to say sometimes the government tries to be God, sometimes the, as they shut down the, the stream. Like, the, sometimes the wrong place takes the place of God, and our hope can be in the wrong space. And so that's what we're going to dive into. So before we get there, let's talk about why the vine is the vine. So if you know anything about me, my life verse is John 15, 5. And so since the church is all about me, uh, it is. We have. We know better than that. But John fifteen five. I want to tell you. This is what we believe as a church. So you're going to see John fifteen five. If you're reminded, Jesus is telling the disciples this. He said, "I'm the vine, and you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Nothing. You can do nothing." Now, without too much theology, all throughout the Old Testament, Israel was known as the vine, okay? And the mystery was, how in the world could Israel be the only vine and the rest of the world know a creator God? And so, what was revealed through Christ is how he is the actual vine, the new vine, and how we are grafted into God's family through Christ and Christ alone. So, what I want to tell you is here at the Vine Church, if you want to get anything straight, everything we do goes through Christ. Everything else does not matter. You know why I know it doesn't matter? Because Christ wouldn't let it happen. Because apart from him, we can do nothing. All of our effort, all of our giving, all of our good intentions mean nothing without Christ. And I love the heart of our church as that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to follow Christ and what he's called us to do. We're going to give where he's called us to give. We're going to know that he is going to be glorified, and all that we do, all that we do flows through that. So as we get ready, before we get to John 11, it's, uh, it's exciting. Let's, let's talk about some numbers after you just told me. Hey, it's not about numbers, but let's talk about some things to celebrate. So what you're going to see is the thing that we celebrate the most here at the Vine is since launch, because it's why we do what we do, uh, we've seen uh, 23 salvations and four baptisms. Uh, man, <clears throat> let's change the scripture to Luke 15, and it's <laughs> we're not going to go to the prodigal son. We're just going to go to the short one with the lost coin. Uh, but really, we got to celebrate that. And so, here's the thing I want to tell you when it's celebrate. We had not had a baptism in a long time, and there's a pool right over there, and I I would not be upset if we went over there. I will tell you, if you need to take a next step of baptism, I might even tell you to go down the slide, and we'll catch you at the bottom. As long as you know who Jesus is as your Lord and Savior, we're good. So, maybe that's what your next step is, but we want to celebrate that. Since launch, Jesus has allowed us to be a part of answering 865 prayer requests. So for each and every one of us, we may think, oh, that's not, a, that's not a lot, but that's three per week prayer request. That's crazy awesome. So you think about that, three per week, you say, well, Tyler, how did you get that number? Well, I'll go back here in a little bit before we go to our next one. So we have 23 salvations, four baptisms, 865 prayer requests. Well, we've met for 297 worship services. Can you believe that? Three away. It's no coincidence. When we hit 300, our 301st service will be when we kick off our our Christmas series, excuse me, A Thrill of Hope in a couple weeks. Isn't that crazy? So today is service 298. Next week's 299. The next week, 300. We'll be getting ready to go into Christmas. 300, 302, 385. Don't take that today. It's probably clogged. But wherever you are, we're going to be on that as we go forward. It's no coincidence. So that's where we get the three per week. Since launch, we've, we've welcomed 79 garden visits. We, we average about one garden visit per month. We average one new person per month. And why does that matter? Well, here at the Vine Church, you'll hear us talk about this as we go through uh, our series next week and what we believe at the Vine. The reason that matters is we, what may be different for us and I'm thankful for. This isn't the, if this isn't the right church for you, we believe in the church and the body of Christ more for you to get to the right church than for you just to come here, just to come here. Because sometimes that's what we do sometimes in life, right? We just go to go. And I want to tell you, Jesus didn't die for us to do that. He wants us to live on mission, be a part of the body, be rooted in the body that he's called us to be. And so we're excited about that. So sometimes folks stick, sometimes they go somewhere else, but our prayer is always that you don't leave the body of Christ. Now, the choice is yours. We ain't going to kick you out. Once you come, I want to let you know, honestly, if you've ever been to the vine, I pray for you every day, even if you never walk back in that door. If I know your name. Now, sometimes I'm crazy and I don't know your name and uh, hopefully you're watching online. I'm going to say this and I don't think I will offend you. You wore a Nintendo controller on a Sunday morning, and I pray for you, and I remember you every day, but I can't think of your name. So, all the way through when they came to one Sunday, right? We've had that. So, I try to go all the way through as we get excited for that, because that's important, because that's the privilege we have to celebrate with people. So, I'm going to keep going. Y'all say, Tyler, hurry up. Shut up. Wade just got a line already. Let's go. So, since launch, uh, what we always celebrate what I love about the heart of our church. So, here we go. It's it's actually an updated number, and it will continue to update. I feel like sometimes we can just keep it rolling because— because our church's heart is to be generous, and our church's heart is to do what God has called us to do, and it's this. Since launch, we've sown $263,271 into global missions. So that's incredible. So hang on. that Yeah, bring this up. So this is where that comes from. So let me tell you what that averages out to of those 297 worship experiences we've had. Every time we gather, $887 goes out into global missions. That's crazy. Think about that. Every time we gather, it goes in the world. And if you don't know, we'll dive into it really quickly. Uh, each and every month, from tithes and offerings that are given at the Vine, 10% goes to a local church, 5% goes to a gospel-centered nonprofit, and we, that's what God called us to do from the first day we were getting together to meet in this space. We'll talk about it here in a minute. So for that being said, what does that look like? Well, here at the Vine Church, do you know what the number is? Because we've been faithful with that to the Lord, we have actually been able to give— of tithes and offerings to global missions. And I don't know about you, but I'm just gonna be honest with you. I'm pretty sure when the when Peter, James, and John, when they were there and Stephen came in and they were feeding the orphans, widows, and going out to the prisons and the highways, the hollers, the hills and the byways to bring people into church, that's what we were called to do. It wasn't about how much money was in the bank account. It did isn't always about how much you bring in because, see, here's the thing is, Jesus didn't talk about how much he brought in. He said, this is what I came to give. And that's why I love the heart of our church as we are willing to give all the way through church. So you know, just a reminder, we've given to this YMCA. There are children who would not have food to eat if we weren't giving here at this YMCA. There are children who would go home to a single parent who's struggling that have someone who loves them that they meet here and mentor them and coach them here at the YMCA. And you would think, well, that's good enough in and of itself, right? Well, we give to pregnancy centers, to foster care facilities. We go and we've given to schools. We get to invest in teachers we give to prison ministries we go out we give to homeless ministries guys like you don't see we don't we will not see this is oh gosh i hope y'all can catch this we won't see the impact of this in our lifetime and last week i shared it and i I told you it was kind of homework as we were having some some difficulties john 4 31 through 38 jesus tells the disciples that the fields are white with harvest but the laborers are few and you are reaping a harvest you did not sow. Church, we are reaping the harvest of the generation before us, and we're sowing a huge harvest to come because we'll never see where those dollars go. And it's amazing. We're going to be in heaven, and somebody, somebody's going to tell us, just like that shoebox, somebody, I don't, they're going to say, I don't even know who gave me a shoebox, and all of a sudden, you're going to realize it was your shoebox. Our Vine kids are going to be, that's the shoebox I packed. Church, that's what it's all about. We get to give to that. We give to college ministries, but most importantly, we give to the local church around the world. So really quick, the story of the Vine TV and the seven hours we have available here uh, as they cut the feed. But the story of the Vine TV, before we get into John 11, really quick. And uh, I think it's, Zach, was it 20 points I sent? 20, 20 points. 20 points message if you have that today as everybody's like, I got to take my pill. I know. We all do. Uh, wherever you are. Welcome to getting old. I'm with you. Uh, I'm not gonna say old. Uh, well, I have to say old. You're just getting wiser. I don't know if I am or not. But all the way through, uh, really quick, the story of the Vine TV in a nutshell. Uh, If you know anything about me, by God's grace, I get to serve in real estate. Uh, I I would say I'm like Paul, but I can't build tents because it would collapse. I just sell them. Uh, And then I get to come and be the pastor here at, at the Vine because that's what Jesus has called me to do. And so I don't have to worry about a salary. That is how the Lord gets to bless me with a salary, which is amazing. And so in that, let me tell you, sometimes in real estate, if you've ever been to a real estate transaction, those realtors are awful. I know. Uh, If you've ever been in a real estate, there's only two good ones I know. It's okay. Uh, There's three, three. I got one. I got one more. We got Kathy. Yeah, we got three. We got three good realtors. We're good. I got, I know three. Uh, So that being said, uh, I was having a, a little over seven years ago, we were looking for a space for the vine and I was having... A nightmare closing. So if you know anything about closing, let me ask you this. If, you, if somebody said, I want to give you a million dollars for your house, which by the way, sidebar, I know I'm a squirrel chasing that. I can't believe y'all gave me a million dollars today in those envelopes. I, y'all were just doing a bit. Ve- I mean, I had put the down payment on that Learjet. I didn't know I was going to get it today. So y'all let me know. So who's going to pay for the gas? I ain't going to be able to take it all. I can't fly it either. Yes, I can't fly. Somebody's got an autopilot. Somebody knows somebody knows somebody. So all that to say, though, we were, uh, if, if you weren't going to get the money for your house being sold, would you give somebody your keys? No, that's theft, right? Like, we just say, like, I'm going to get my money. So across the street, I was just having a crazy closing. The lender couldn't get the money to the seller. I was representing the seller. It was a listing. And I go first time, uh, and, and it just wasn't coming through. They said, hey, come back in a couple hours. Well, this was right before lunch. So I was like, all right. And it was right across the street here. Uh, All right. So at the the time I was living on the west side, I drove back across town. They said, come back after lunch. You come back after lunch. Like an idiot, you said, well, Tyler, did you call before you left? No. Uh, So I go over there, and they're still not ready. They said, come back in an hour. And I'm like, dude, school is letting out. I'm not driving all the way back to the west side to go figure this out. So I pull up in the parking lot, and the Lord says, why not here? And if you know me, I'm hard-headed, shocker. Uh, I'm hard headed and the Lord has to I, I I'm learning more I'm like Sarah when God uh She's looking right at me now. Not, <laughs> Abraham and Sarah, let's make that right. Sarah when uh when the visitor said, Hey, next year you're gonna be you're gonna you're gonna have a child. Saying that Isaac's there and I'm <laughs> and the Lord's like, No, really, why not here? <laughs> what are you talking about, Lord? You, uh, you're crazy. In my car? Yes, I'll get my praise on. I'll worship you. Let's go turn it up. No, why not here? And so I started to bargain with the Lord. I said, okay, Lord, if you want us to meet in this, why? I don't know how that would happen. But let the person who is over a church being able to be here be in the room. Right when I walk in the lobby, I want to meet him Because, you know, we love to put stipulations on God. We're going to talk about that for a second in John 11. And who would you know greets me? Good old Ken front door hey yeah yeah. and i said hey man i don't know why the lord told me i need to come in here uh i need to talk to whoever's over leasing facilities and blah blah well you you're it's the right guy i'm like god like which one you're the right guy the other why right like you're the right guy and he's like oh yeah we do the middle tiger in here (sighs) so we get there he sets up another meeting uh we just couldn't find anywhere and then all of a sudden we come here and boom a few months later, we're launching the Vine. We're in preview services, and the Lord's just worked it out. So, I would tell you, God's time is better than our time, and even this space here was only God. And if my hard head wasn't trying to be obedient and never would have walked in that door, who knows? we would have been meeting in my car. We would have had a traveling circus. We would have met in the back of the trailer. If you know anything really quick, how far God's brought us, and then I'll get excited with it. We moved from loading and unloading a U-Haul in my out, in and out of my garage every Saturday, and then Sunday morning. Uh, you may or may not have seen videos. Uh, I try not to put it too much because I'm sure I'm going to need to run a U-Haul again down the road over here, jumping a curb. It's good times. If you've ever seen that, it was the best because uh, I didn't know if we could make it out alive. Uh, so, that being said, with the Lord us to get a trailer and we started loading in and loading out out of a trailer and then all of a sudden we 're like man we 're just trying to do this trying to do this and if you want to see god 's faithfulness now all of a sudden we, we load in and out of a couple of cars and we have a closet that we can put stuff in and out of now we would have never guessed that when we first came here You, yeah, we were just excited I was excited the U-haul started in the morning whenever I you know ready to go and now all of a sudden God still has us doing this so if you want to see god 's faithfulness you want to see what 's happening understand We wouldn't even be here if God wasn't faithful. Now let's get into the Word of God. We've only got 40 verses to go through. We really don't. It's a familiar story, but I hope we get encouraged today. John 11, verse 1 through 6. John 11, verse 1 through 6. A familiar story of Lazarus. Let's talk about our hope really quick. Continue to celebrate all that Jesus has called us to, and let's have an amazing, amazing Sunday. So wherever you are, if you've got your Bible, go ahead and get to John 11. As always, I'm so thankful. Zach, make sure the Scripture's on screen, wherever you're watching around the world, unless I'm somehow in charge like last week and you didn't get anything. So uh, sorry about that. So that being said, Zach, make sure this is taken care of. You also for, can follow along with us on our Vine Church app. All this information, go to the vine.tv slash app. Uh, in there, it will ask if you can pay for the gas to the Learjet. But outside of that, it will also give you all the information of the church uh, and a space and a place where you can see Scripture and write notes. If you want me, give me an amen. amen. All right, here we go. Verse 1. Now, a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother was Lazarus, now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters went or had sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, the sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. So really quick, if you like to look at names, Lazarus, the name Lazarus means God has helped. We're going to see that fulfilled even more. And Bethany is known as this space of affliction or the place or house of affliction. So, all of a sudden, uh, the Lord has helped someone in the house of affliction, and Jesus sends his word, and I would tell you, if Jesus said, I ain't going to die, then I would trust I ain't going to die, right? So, everybody's happy. Their hope is, oh, he said it's fine. Let's go ahead and have the birthday party and have the birthday wish. We're good. Everything's good to go. It's going to work out. And it says so much so that they probably had confidence, we sent for Jesus, he didn't show up, and he didn't show up right away, and so he stayed where he was two days later. So Mary and Martha's hope is, okay, it's all going to be fine. But we're going to see all of a sudden what happens with this is it's not going to be fine. How many of us have ever been there? There's a delay in our prayer request. You know, we always laugh about children not getting their way, and sometimes they lose and have a temper tantrum, right? Lord does that to me, probably did that to me this morning. He sees me that way. But I want it right now, Lord. I need the the six-seater Learjet, not the four. Like, what in the world? But don't we do that in our prayer? Why can't you just give it to me now, Lord? That's where Mary and Martha were. It goes on to say this. If you really want to know what happened in the story and it's your first time, It's not my favorite verse in the Bible, but it is a funny one to say that. So Jesus says he's going to sleep. So what happens? Go down to verse 14. So then this is Jesus telling the disciples. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. He gone. He done. No hope. Didn't Jesus just say he was asleep? And then he just straight up said, he did. Imagine where Mary and Martha are. There's no question of Mary's devotion. I mean, the woman anointed him and, and dried, she, she wiped his feet with her tears and dried it with her hair. I don't know about you, if you've got, I mean, I'm a dude, but like a teenage dude's feet probably ain't smelling good. And none of that, Jesus, he's a 30-year-old at that time, but still, her hair probably didn't smell too good after that, right? And yet she still served him. She wanted to worship him, have an extravagant act of worship. So there's no question about their devotion. Was there any question that they believed Jesus could heal him? Who did they sin for? But Lazarus is dead. It doesn't make sense. What in the world is going on? Maybe you are here right now. Maybe that's where we can be. Maybe all of a sudden we would say, did I understand you right, Lord? Is this what you've called me to do? Is this what you told me to do? Like, I, did I not give enough? Did I not serve enough? Did I not ask the question the right way? Did I, is my faith not big enough? See, if our hope is in the wrong place, the questions we'll continue to grapple with instead of having the peace that Christ alone can bring. Let's go to verse 17. Verse 17 says this, On his arrival, Jesus found out that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now, Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem. So, time out. He stayed two days. Two miles. Now, I'm not in great shape, so let's just say, realistically, they were in a lot better shape. They walked a lot back then, but could we not walk two miles in about 30 minutes? Like, that's a 15-minute mile. I think most of us could probably do that unless we had really bad problems. Jesus, Jesus was a Chick-fil-A lunch away, a 30-minute wait away. And Lazarus still died? How many of us feel that way? Jesus is so close so far away. Like, honestly, Christians, you feel that way. I know we don't, we don't want to say that in church. We think that that's the wrong thing to say, but really, sometimes we have those seasons where we think, like, where are you, God? Where, what in the world? And then you find out he was literally, uh, not spitting distance, but like a yodel distance away. Like, he, he was close by, and yet he still didn't show up. Verse 19, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. Verse 20, when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, in verse 21, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Look at verse 22. Imagine the best side eye you've ever seen in your entire life, because this is what Martha has given Jesus. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. See, we look at that so many times and we say, look at her faith. It's so good that God will give. No, she was saying, I know God would give you whatever you ask. Why didn't you ask for my brother to be healed? It's okay to be there. We're all there. The hope, though, is that we know Jesus is coming, that we know Jesus is with us. But so many times, listen, this is where I'm getting at with this for the Story of the Vine TV. The church being the church is that we are going to go out in this street today and we're going to meet people that is in that there, in that season. I used to go to church, and I don't go anymore because of this, because of that person, because of this person, because of that excuse, because they believe this, because they took up the offering first, not last. They kept sending the plates around 14 times. The pastor sweat too much on stage. I don't know. Whatever it is, they are in that season where they feel God is so far away, and they just need to know he's close. And what we get to say is, listen, I know exactly how you feel. Parents, isn't it great when your parents tell you that? Isn't it great when another parent says, hey, I know exactly where you've been, and I'm going to tell you what we did. We hosed them down in the yard and sent them on the way. Like, whatever it was, we took care of them. We're going to meet people that are that way. See, Martha has this wishful hope that she is stuck in. What she does before she offers that pot shot is she said, I blew out the birthday candle and knew if you showed up, my brother would be alive. But you didn't struggling with why she's struggling with trying to figure out why that is the case how many times do we feel that way has anybody ever just felt like god forgot about them? what did we just start out by saying though god's faithful i will tell you i've been there we've all been there i can tell you it is true his promise is true he is faithful he hadn't forgotten us and he hasn't rejected us it's just sometimes we're just like I want to eat cake for breakfast now. Like, we're that child, like, I want it now, and if I don't get it now, then I'm going to show out. And the Lord just lets us do our little tantrum in the middle of the store for a moment. And he loves us enough to know, I'm just an aisle over, but I'm not going to claim you. I mean, you're mine, but like, I am I mean, you know, you're mine. But I'm not going to claim you right away, right? Who am I kidding? He's never going to lose his, or his claim on us, but I'm being honest. Sometimes we get there. Let's go and see what happens in verse 23 to 27. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And all of a sudden, what happens is Martha answers, I know he'll rise again. And the resurrection of the last day, Jesus said to her, just God, just hang on to this church. We have to all the time. I'm the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live Even though they die, death itself has no hold on them because of Christ Jesus. Verse 26 says, And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? 27. Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. So now, all of a sudden, she goes from having a wishful hope to an expectant hope. I'm going to see my brother again, God, but it's going to be a long time away. It's going to be at the second coming of Christ. I'm going to see him a, a long time away. Remember, the Sadducees didn't believe in that. Just remember, they don't believe in the resurrection. That's why they're Sadducee. You're welcome for Easter. I know it's a pastor joke. You're ready. Get excited everybody's going to have to eat five Krispy Kreme donuts today. That's, I just feel it. They're going to have to do it, Lord. But wherever they are, she says, I imagine like if she was there, it's almost like she's touching the body saying, yes, uh, did my brother not believe in you, Lord? So nobody's going to die if they believe in you, but here's my brother. Like I imagine she's walking to the tomb at that time, like rubbing the rock saying, Jesus, like the stone that was laid in front of them. So yes, I believe people who believe in you won't die. And she's just pointing to the tomb. So I'll see my brother again. I just don't understand why I have to wait. Why I have to wait? Let me ask you this. Sometimes you ever feel like Christ can do it for everybody else but you? Oh, no, I do. Makes you feel like why? Why did they? Why did they get? Why did? I. I you know, I'm hard headed like Peter. So it's almost like when. When, when Jesus talks about what's going to happen, how Peter is going to go do, as, as he restores him, going to do great things, I'm like Peter, and I'm looking at John, and I'm saying, like, what about him? What do you mean he gets to live forever? What's <laughs> that about? Why? Why can't I have that? What if God's time is different than ours? Verse 38 to 44. I promise you, we're going somewhere fun. It's going to be all right, because we're going to have some real fun right here. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance take away the stone he said but Lord said Martha the sister of the was it say church so there's no question if he's dead really quick theology Jews believed three days the spirit hovered over the body uh, before you went to wherever you're, heaven or hell however they believe uh, whether you went to Shool as they believe or before you went somewhere so it's four days. there ain't a question to anybody dude's dead like He dead, he gone, It's it. He's dead. goes on to say, by this time, Martha says this, by this time there's a bad over, for he has been in there for four days. Then Jesus said, he's reminding her of her faith, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. Church, the Lord hears your prayers. Know that because we are praying. Jesus is modeling this for us. He's reminding Martha of her faith, and then he goes straight to prayer, and then the miracle comes. Verse 43, when he said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, and every passion and Easter cantata was Lazarus. Come, out. And then there, you know, the lightning comes up, right? And, and Frankenstein, like he was ready to go. And then Johnny Cash is behind, and you just hear it, "Ain't no grave, can hold my No, body, No. That was the undertaker, whatever. All the way through, they're there. And the dead man rises, and he is alive. And it doesn't have pallbearer and an urn. It is life. Jesus is showing them. But what did he say he did it for? Not so that he got the credit, but the Father got the glory. We talked about it in John 4 at the woman at the well. That same thing I'm telling you from last week. The disciples are like, dude, we just went to McDonald's and the ice cream machine was broken. How did you get food? And he said, my food is to do the will of the Father who sent me. So Jesus goes to pray that the Father may be glorified. And he calls out in that loud voice. And then in verse 44, the dead man came out. His hands and feet were wrapped with strips of of linen and a cloth around his face. And Jesus said, take off the grave clothes and let him go. I love this, y'all. My goodness, he calls out in a loud voice. Remember, God's word will not return void. I've shared this before. I'll share it again. What God has called upon you cannot be revoked. The only way that you don't live it is your disobedience. But eventually, if you are in him, your obedience will follow straight after. Lazarus didn't have a choice. When he said he spoke life, when his word went out, Lazarus couldn't just chill for a little bit and say, I'm going to make a grand interest. Let me get these these rags off for a minute. Let me get my hair did real quick because it's been a minute. No, no, he had to go out. But what I love is how Jesus ends it. Let him go. Who is he saying let him go to? That grave. Death. Because he's beat it. He said, let him go. And you know what the church got to do? As he got to be let go from being dead, as we were in our sin, they got to take the grave clothes off. They got to be like, hey, this ain't your identity no more, dude. Like, you got to understand, you are walking in newness of life. This is who God created you to be. And church, that's what we get to do. So maybe you're in a season it feels like God isn't answering your prayers. Maybe you're in a season that it feels like he's far, far away. But I want to tell you, if you are in Christ Jesus, we have an opportunity to let others walk like Lazarus did from death to life and see them be let go from being dead in their sin. And all we got to do is be willing to ask. Be willing to share Christ. Be willing to be a part of it. Because when we do, the grave clothes come off. And I don't know about you. Some folks like a makeover. Uh, I just, I don't know. Uh, uh, like the we shared it Thursday. My whipstick. Uh, like I feel like that. Uh, it's great videos. Terrible videos. You can pray for me. When I don't sleep, sometimes I go down a rabbit hole of dad jokes or funny kid videos or uh, uh, thoughts of dog. Uh, it's crazy. Or we rate dogs. It's terrible. But it is funny. We have fun with that. So what I'm getting at, though, with that for us is that's a connection point for us. Church, we get to connect to say, hey, I had those grave clothes, too. I know what it feels to be hopeless and helpless, trying to figure it all out, trying to figure out how you can make it happen, and then just giving up hope, as Mary and Martha did. But let me tell you why, why my hope is different now. No matter what the doctor's diagnosis is, no matter what the bank account says, no matter what the number is that show up at church on a Sunday, no matter what the, the 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 relationship status is, my hope isn't in any of that. My hope is in Christ alone. Why? Because He is the resurrection and the life. And so what I want us to be reminded of today is this: Christ in you and me is the story of the Vine TV. Nothing else. Christ, where it starts in you and me. It's the story of the Vine TV. We were dead, dead like Lazarus. And the reason that we get to gather here every week is we know someone needs to hear from Jesus today, some even for the first time. It's why we'll give our blood, sweat, and tears. It's why you will see us up here each and every week trying our best, everybody laughing if I'm falling, uh, if not falling, or me running around, a uh, sweat, trying to figure out how to make the sound work and the screen work and all of that. The reason we're doing that is somebody needs to hear from Jesus today. The reason we stream this is somebody, whenever you're listening to this, it may not even be the day that we're doing it live. It may be three years down the road. We believe you need to hear from Jesus. And why? Because somebody did that for us somebody did it for us and so let me share this with you as we talk about this i want to say this the one i'm going to do this at the end but we're going to mingle it in here really quick because i think they're getting the yeast rolls ready at at wage for y'all right now it is what i'm going to i switched the order it'll be all right we'll come back to it at the very end the one okay i promise you i will who's the one who pointed you to jesus And if they're still alive, thank them today. Thank them. I know that's hard. Many of us growing up in the Bible Belt, we may have not had the perfect home life, but it was probably someone in our home that pointed us to Jesus, and it was reinforced at church from someone else who had a passion. Maybe they had a passion for children's church, a passion for youth ministry, a passion for college ministry, and that was reinforced. Let them know you're thankful they pointed you to Jesus. Let them know that. That matters. Cause you know what i'm just gonna be real with you yes we're gonna see this in eternity and there are gonna be people we haven't met yet but how encouraging is it when somebody says hey man i heard you preach at this place and i want to come see you i heard you point to jesus hey you may not know this but that day that you shared that it set me free from some things as a matter of fact it set me free from the chains of sin and death that i was bound in That's encouraging. Doesn't that just make you want to go out like, man, I will run, I will Kool-Aid man that wall right now. Oh, yeah. Like if somebody does that, I get excited, man. Like it fires us up, and it reminds us what it's all about. Let that person know. And then today, there's a name the Holy Spirit is putting on your heart. That name is the person that you get to be and point to Christ. I can't tell you you're going to go home today, and they're going to they're come down, on, and you're going to have a Billy Graham invitation, just as I am is going to play, and the exits are going to flood to you. But I can tell you, you can love them right where they are. And you might find out that your story is very similar to theirs. See, the story of the Vine TV, as we talk about that, the reason that we do this, I'm going to share some stats. We'll go back to that one in a minute, because I have a next step for you there. Some stats. Can I give you some stats? Everybody's taking Oh, yeah, I know. Sadistics. I know. Whatever, wherever you are, sadistics. Uh... Uh, There are two estimates. Uh, One estimate says 7,000 churches close in the United States every year. 7,000. Now, the the conservative estimate of that is 4,000. So we're going to go with the 4,000. 4,000 churches a year close in the United States. So let's look at the math of that. That's about 11 churches a day. 3,000 churches open every year in the United States. That's in between 9 and 10 every day let me ask you something is 11 greater than nine for the first time in our nation's history the first time we actually are closing more churches than we're opening than we're launching in the u.s now listen the 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 launch or the closing of a church has nothing to do with the people or the obedience or the disobedience of the people i want to make sure i make this clear the lord's over it right do we not believe that? That's why we start. That's why the Lord's over this. So it's his. We just get to steward it. If tomorrow he said, you know what? The Y's shutting down. You got nowhere else to gather and, and you've run your race. It's time to be done. We got to be obedient in that. To be honest with you, to fight that would not get Christ to the ends of the earth. So I'm not talking about the, the people of the church that that happens with. And I want us to understand that. But what I am saying is there is a gap that it, the community is looking for that needs to be filled. And that's where we get to come in, church. See, Spartanburg and Union Counties. I did some numbers. Let's get excited. Some more statistics. As of the 2020 census, there are 355,241 people in Spartanburg and Union Counties. All right? Y'all know math. Here we go. Now, divide that by 7 and add 13, and then we're going to put it in parentheses, and you got to remember, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally and Pymdis, in which way you got to do order of operations crowd so all that to say lifeway research did something up pew research are updating their numbers, so I went off a 2018 lifeway research survey and it said 47 percent of south carolina residents state they go to church every week 31 percent say they go at least once a month so when we add those together that's 78 percent of people in south carolina go to church either once a month or every week so that leaves what 22 percent that don't what is 22 percent of 355,000, 78,153 people in our communities, Sparnberg and Union County, don't go to church at all. Outside of that, don't get depressed. This is exciting to me. I know this is, I'm sounding really depressing because it's pin dropped moment, but it's exciting. There's 78,000 people that are searching for Jesus. We can just be a part of one more. My goodness, come on. All right excited 66 percent of south carolina residents say they pray every day that means 34 percent don't so if we took spartanburg and union counties and what that number is 120,782 people don't pray daily let me ask you if you don't talk to your spouse what kind of relationship would you have with them don't say the best that's wrong i don't need you to have a bad weekend or a bad it'd be the best because you'd finally shut up i know no we can't do that we can't do that but honestly So when we talk about the opportunity, not only is there an opportunity of unchurched people that don't know Jesus, we have an opportunity to live the great commission, as Jesus said, and be disciples and be discipled and grow in our walk with Christ. Now, if you don't pray every day, I'm not trying to beat you up. I'm just saying, hey, maybe that's the next step God's calling you to take. But if I say that I'm a follower of Christ and I listen to his word and I don't pray every day, Jesus himself, before he raises Lazarus from the dead, he literally could have said, Lazarus, come forth, and then said, let's all gather around and pray. But instead, he prayed before he did it. So that's why you see us trying to make sure we pray before we have service all the time, because Jesus models that. So for us, there's a huge opportunity. So not only are they 78,000 people that don't go to church, there's 120,000 people that got a next step. So if 120,000 people you're listening and we want to get you in that pool, come on down. We'll get you down that slide, baby. Let's go. Let's get you baptized. I'm excited about it. We go full immersion here, and if it don't take on the first time, anybody who's ever seen me baptized, I go all the way in. Hey, hey, if that head don't get wet, I'm sorry. I just said, hey, that ain't it. We are going full on. John the Baptist's gonna come after me. Like that's just where I'm at. I've had to dunk more than once. I know you said the Lord Jesus is your savior about you trying to save the top of that head. I ain't going to worry about you. You can't worry about your hair, baby girl. Let's go down. We're good. Ready to go. Ready to go. Covered in the Lord. Covered in the Lord. So I'm saying that's a huge opportunity. So we have this opportunity, and this is where this is all going to tie up, I promise you, and we'll come back to the one. Right now, it's going to be about 28 days left. If you would like to join us in praying every day, you can do that. We are trying to pray going into our Christmas services where you can pray specifically for the vine daily. Thank you for those who are doing that, trying to be patient and being patient with me with technology. Uh, we're literally going to pray for specific needs of the vine and going to trust that. Email daily to prayer at thevine.tv if you would like to do that. Maybe you're saying, I can't do it daily, but I can do it three times a week. I can do that. I can commit myself to that. Don't just commit to it and not do it because it's not going to be valuable. So, like, let's do it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday if that's you. And if that's you, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we will email you for general needs of our church, general needs of our community, our YMCA, of local church around the world, and pray for our nation. Have we ever thought about that? Maybe the crooks in Washington need a change of heart. Anyway, that being said, all the way through, what if he did that? Maybe you say, listen, I can't commit to that, and I want to follow through on this, but I can pray once a week. You can download our free church app. Go in there, and you can see when you do that. Go to the vine.tv slash app. There's a little button that says prayer wall. You click on that, you'll see the prayer wall. That's where all of our prayer requests, when we pray on Sunday morning before church and on Thursday night at Greenhouse, we can put it up there. But here's the cool thing. You can put your prayer request on there too, anytime, free. You just put it up there. If you just click commit to pray. I would love for you to be a part of that and to do that and be a part of what jesus is doing maybe that's the next step jesus is calling you to take because what we're going to do is it's going to come back to the one very quickly right now maybe there's that name that's on your heart that the lord gave you and i'm going to ask you if that's you would you boldly to just put in the subject line the one to prayer at thevine.tv shoot their initials if you feel comfortable sharing their first name that's fine but send their initials because our, daily, our, our folks, uh, our Vine fam that's gathering and praying daily, uh, as we go into Christmas services, we're going to intentionally be lifting those, those initials up. And if, if our Vine church fam wants that, we'll add it on our Sunday prayer list too. You can commit to pray to do that. I think it's important to pray for the one. I shared a couple weeks ago on Thursday, because we're seven hours into the message, uh, there was an evangelist and I can't think of his name, and I still haven't, I, I can't remember, but he wrote a hundred names he wanted to say, see before he died. Get saved. At his funeral, 97 of them were crossed out of his Bible. At his funeral, there were three salvations. And the person who preached his funeral preached from his Bible, and it was the three names who hadn't met Christ yet. Important. How great is it knowing that somebody prayed for you long before you even said hello to them? That's what we get to do. I'm getting chills now. It's okay. That's what we get to do. And so when it comes to the one, really quickly, why does this matter for us? 96% in that 2018 LifeWay research, 96% of unchurched non-Christians said they would go to church if they were just invited. 96%. In Spartanburg and Union Counties, 75,000 people would say yes If you just said, come to church with me, I can't promise you it's going to be the next week. I can't promise you it's going to be a month from now. It may be a year from now. I don't know, but we are taking it at face value. They're just asking for the invite. How many of us are going to go to Wade's today? Just ask. You might get some free yeast rolls. Come on. My mother, the Lord might be all over it. He said, you ain't having unleavened bread today. A little bit of yeast gets the whole thing going, right? Like you might get that. Just ask. What's the worst they can say is no. And let me ask you something. I'm glad somebody asked me. I'm just glad somebody asked me because if they didn't, I I can't tell you what would have happened in my life. Just ask. What does that mean? In the shadow of the YMCA and Spartanburg city limits, I'm not talking just our community, there are 38,732 people who live here in the shadow of the Y. If you go to lunch here, somebody's going to say yes. When you go to Union, somebody's going to say yes. All we have to do is ask. And it's all right if they reject you they're not rejecting you they're telling jesus no just rest in that but i promise you eventually eventually we pray that they will surrender to him so that being said church what i'm thankful for is we live on mission we don't come in every sunday and try to you're welcome eric i'm glad you're not playing that in a minute spit all over we don't blow out a birthday candle for what jesus wants to do and what we believe he's going to do we say jesus what would you have us do to be a part of you growing your kingdom? And we step into it and do it. And I will tell you, there are many churches right now that can't say that. And that is why I love getting to be here. We're not perfect. We're never going to be perfect. You know why? Because I'm here. The rest of you are perfect. I already know. But I'm not. And I'm okay saying I'm not. It's all right. I'm not. But I will tell you, you will find people who want to follow God, who want to follow what Christ has called us to do every step. So much so we'll even set up church in a gym, throw down some tarps and some carpets, and trust him to do what only he can do because somebody needs to hear Jesus today. And I can never say thank you enough for that. Alex shared it this morning. I'm so thankful for the six years we get to celebrate in the 600 to go. I shared in our Bible app the 6,000, but what about the 6 million? We're not going to miss this opportunity to set up church to point to Christ and miss out on somebody being with Christ for eternity with 6 billion more years to come. So I'm thankful, church, that we get to do this. And maybe today, maybe it's not praying, maybe you're listening right now online, and I don't know when you're listening throughout the week around the world. I'm thankful you are here. Maybe for the first time the Holy Spirit's working on you, and you're realizing your hope is rooted in a birthday wish. Your prayer to the Lord is a birthday wish each and every week it's just a hope it's just i'm gonna hail mary and i'm gonna send it up and if he catches it maybe he'll bless me and if he don't and i just want to tell you jesus didn't come live the perfect sinless life we couldn't live die the death we deserve on the cross and leave an empty tomb so that we could have a hope and a wish and blow out a candle every time we go to prayer instead he came to give us the full life that we were created to live through him life so today maybe for the first time you're realizing you put your hope in everything else but christ and i just want to say consider jesus consider jesus because right now when i look at the world i don't know how much hope you can have left in the world i i will i'm, I'm lying to you there's one hope you can have death But the only hope you've got in the world christ alone is the resurrection and the life so would you Consider Jesus. He's not standing there condemning you. He's not mad at you. Just like Mary and Martha. Did you see Jesus mad at Mary and Martha because they had struggling with their faith? He just said, didn't I tell you? You get to see the glory of God. He wouldn't stand there saying, I was going to raise him from the dead, but I'm not now. I'm taking this and going home. He didn't do that. He still did what he accomplished. He still went out and did it. And that's what Jesus wants to do for you. He finished the work. All you got to do is receive the gift. And what does it say about him? John 3, 16 and 17 reminds us of this. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life, shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Jesus is saying, consider him today and trust him. And so we're about to say this prayer out loud as a family, and this is why we can say it. Hope. Without faith, in the right thing is nothing at all. You got to have faith. This prayer is faith, faith, that Jesus is who he says he is. And so that is what we are going to pray out loud for the benefit of those coming to faith for the first time. So everyone, please repeat these words after me. Dear Jesus, I believe I'm a sinner separated from you. I believe you came, lived the perfect sinless life. I couldn't live. Loud to this I deserve paying the penalty for my sins on the cross, but loved me enough not to stay dead, but rose again on the third day so that I may have life. Come take over my life, Lord. Teach me to follow you step by step the rest of my life the best way I know how. With every head bow and every eye closed, if you're in the house or you're watching online or listening throughout the week around the world, I want to ask you to do something bold. If for the first time you have given your life to Christ, you have surrendered your life to Christ, I want to ask you to boldly raise your hand on the count of three. One two, three. If that's you and you're in the house, if you're watching online, would you let us know throughout the week? And see, let me tell you, this is why we celebrate this. It isn't so that we get all the credit. No, 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 no. It all goes to the Lord. We want to help you take your next step in Christ. We want to get you into a local church near you so that you can grow to be all that Jesus created you to be. And for the rest of us, I, I, I'm going to pray one more moment before we go into this, and then, then I'm going to ask you to, to say something after me. So with every head bowed still before we go into worship, maybe you just in an act of worship right now, you can sit there in your chair. Maybe you you were reminded today in John 11, you you were you like Mary and Martha right now. God just seems distant in something you're praying for. God seems like he's not there. It seems like he's rejected you. It seems like he's forgot you. Would you open your hands right where you are in this act of surrender? And I want to pray for you, and I want Jesus to surround you with his peace and so that you know he is right there with you no matter where you are in the fire no matter what season you are in no matter what you bring to the table instead he's already given it all so jesus right now they're they're vine fam there are sowers here with hands wide open to you jesus asking asking can we just hear your voice Will you clear the chaos and the noise of this world around us, everything that's pulling us away from you, distracting you? And could we just in this moment come to you and feel your peace? Right now, we may be in a season of rejection of finance, of relationship, of career, of just life. Maybe we feel like you are distant and you are not there. Jesus, would you remind us and surround us with your presence and your peace to remind us that you are there. You have not forgotten us, that you are faithful. Your word remains true. And if you can save us from death, and defeat death, the only thing that can destroy us, my goodness, what else can you do? Nothing this world throws at us could ever, ever overwhelm us or defeat us because we rest in your victory. We love you, Jesus. We thank you for this time. We thank you that we get to gather here. We thank you for six years at the vine. More importantly, we thank you for the six billion more to come through you. Everyone, you can can look up, and I just want you to let somebody know God's faithful. God is faithful, come on, we gotta get excited. God is faithful. You know why God is faithful? Because He loves us, because He is love. Not because of anything we did, because of what He has already done through Christ. So as we stand in worship, could we just have a moment of worship and give our thanks to the Lord for what He has allowed us to be a part of and so much more to come. And when we get through with this, I'm gonna go ahead and give you the answer to the test. Before we leave, we're gonna say the best is still yet to come. Would you stand and worship? Is to you. Worship you. Come on. We got to be excited. Hey, this gratitude we have for the Lord. Listen, God is faithful. Let somebody know. Come on. God is faithful. God is faithful. You know why God is faithful? I'm going to tell you, not only is God faithful in our lives, but let me tell you, I get to see what, what, what I know my dad and mom wanted to see. I get to see each and every, I get to see my niece and nephew graduate by God's grace. I get to see that. I get to see each and every one of your smiling faces every Sunday. Even when I look a hot mess, I'll try to get my whipsticks ready next week. But more importantly, I get to see each and every one of you be who Jesus created you to be. And that's how I know God's faithful. It ain't nothing I've done. Oh, my goodness. If y'all had to build your faith on me, you've seen me in action. You would be better, better served to go to someone else. Because, I mean, I will, I will. I will let your brake pedal down to try to get your hood open in your car. Like, let me know. I will do your parking brake. That's just, don't build on me. If we build it on the Lord, we know he's faithful. Faithful. I see every one of your faces, I see faithful. I see God continuing to grow you, but also I see all those vine kids back there. God that's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. And so, church, on the count of three, we're going to say the best is still yet to come, and we're going to go out in the streets and believe it. One, two, three. The best is still yet to come. So much so, we can't wait to see your smiling face next week as we walk through. We are the church, and we'll have zero-calorie food. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week.